Hello, you're listening to season four of the Achieve With Me podcast. This fourth series is a special interview series showcasing interviews with some hugely inspiring women and men who have a thing or two to share with you about building your career and becoming more confident. My mission as a confidence and career performance coach is to empower women like you to grow in confidence and stretch your comfort zones to get to that next level in your career on your terms. Without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, my ambitious ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Achieve With Me podcast, the interview series. Now, as you'll have probably seen from the title, we've got a really exciting episode today talking all about emotional intelligence and how this can impact your communication skills, which, as you know, super important when it comes to those workplace relationships. Now, I'm pleased to welcome a fantastic guest today, Golden. Golden Johnson helps ambitious women attract their ideal partners and elevate their feminine lifestyle through her one-to-one coaching program. Her clients become powerful creators of their dating lives by clarifying their desires, strategies, and feminine approach. She aligns ambitious women into a new phase of genuine relationships, lifestyle, and femininity. Transitioning from her acting career and her love for interior design, Golden has found her powerful area of expertise is showing her clients how to thrive as a result of this. So the fantastic thing about the guest that we've got today is because she focuses so much on really helping people to attract their ideal partners, emotional intelligence has a massive play here. And so, of course, this is a topic that she is an absolute expert on. Golden, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rachel, for having me. I'm excited for our calls today. Yeah, you're so welcome. So I'm sure that the introduction has piqued the interest of our listeners. So um, I'd love to ask you a couple more questions really about starting off with the basics. So emotional intelligence, right? It seems to be something that we are hearing more and more about. Um, But I am mindful that some listeners might not have heard of this before. So how would you describe what this is and and what this means to those listeners? Yes, emotional intelligence is such a crucial part and plays a huge role in both our personal and professional success. Uh, So emotional intelligence is basically the awareness of not only your own emotions, but the most important is handling um, other people's emotions in both relationships and empathetically. So it's really a a broad word that has a very strong significance when it comes to personal and professional success. Got you. Yeah, that makes sense. I Obviously, I I have my own experiences um, with emotional intelligence, but I love how you described it of, you know, handling other people's emotions, because so often, you know, we're almost wired to react instinctively or intuitively, rather than actually stopping and thinking about what somebody else's perception could be. So, yeah, I guess that's really important. Um, So, you know, we've talked about the fact that this is really important, but when we when it comes to building relationships, I know this is your specialist area, but let's mm-hmm. say we're talking about 
um, both romantic relationships and professional relationships. And, you know, why specifically is emotional intelligence so important? Yes, I love that question. Okay, so when it comes to that in a relationship, it's very important to not only be aware of your feelings and the other person's feelings, but it's very important of regulation. So this is where a lot of people struggle with management in an emotional situation. And with that, you have to also have empathy. That needs to be a very strong thing with emotional intelligence to help you navigate to come to a positive solution. So emotional intelligence is basically the power to guide a situation into a positive um, outcome. Okay. So I so one of the phrases that you mentioned, I, I've just written down, um, which was regulation. So it's almost, you know, maintaining your levels of emotion rather than kind of swinging from a, a high to a low or, or whatever. And one of the things that sprung to my mind was that um, when we talk about empathy and the way that this is expressed by other people, and um, we can often come across people who just really seem to lack empathy they they just don't seem to really take on what you're expressing or what you're saying and that can be really frustrating um have you had any personal experiences with anyone that sort of does lack empathy in that area Absolutely. I mean, when I used to work in the interior design world, I mean, that world is all about um, deadline, deadline, deadlines, right? Mm -hmm. And when you have a multi-million dollar project um, with a huge corporation that, that needs problem solving, it gets really stressful in those environments. So I have definitely dealt with lack of empathy in the workplace. And mm -hmm. this was before COVID. I feel like there's a new culture that is all about empathy and humane, um, you know, operation cooperations. But yeah. uh, a few years ago, it wasn't like that at all. It was more so this is the job that needs to be done and we don't care what's going on outside of the workplace. We don't care what's going on inside of the workplace place um so i definitely had an experience where someone did lack empathy in the workplace and for me i was the only woman at the time in the office mm. so that was very hard for me because i didn't have a girlfriend or just a, a woman to speak to about the situation um for the mere fact i was paranoid because i already knew the culture of that environment, which was a lot of um, condescending conversations and, and mm -hmm. inappropriate comments. So I really had to navigate myself in that office space. And really, that's when I got into emotional intelligence, because I literally had to show up as a different person. Yeah. Um, and really take in the fact that these people are not aware of their environment um, on an emotional level because um, in such an environment it tends to not exist because other things are more priority than the emotional side. Um, so it took me a while to really navigate these conversations um, when it comes to lack of empathy and when it comes to having those conversations of I guess relatability and coming to a conclusion where I felt comfortable in the environment. Mm -hmm. And 
How I dealt with that is, again, I literally showed up as a different person. I left all my, my stuff at the door and walked in and I was such a fear. <laughs> you know, I, was, I wasn't who I was. And in that term, it really helped me to navigate um, difficult situations because of the confidence that I pretended to have, the confidence that... Um, I kind of evoked within just because I knew that's what was needed to come to a positive solution. And that's what was difficult in that situation. I know a lot of people, they want to still show up to work as themselves, Mm. but sometimes you need to switch hats for a moment of a positive outcome. And if it's not detrimental to your well-being, then, you know, why not? Because for me, it wasn't. It was more so I'm uncomfortable. There's a lot of men around and I don't know how to navigate this world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, that resonates so much because, you know, I've been in that position as well where you feel as though, you know, when you're surrounded by predominantly men, they've already got these sort of, perceptions of how women behave and anything to do with emotions or expressing yourself um gets you put into this box and it's like you know if you aren't able to regulate your emotions as as you said you know it can really mean that you end up with a label um about like you know oh gosh you know she's really mardy today or perhaps them saying you know she was really really getting really enthusiastic about this and I just think she needs to calm down and focus on this and these sorts of phrases come out all the time and it, it become it really does make you feel as though you do need to dull yourself down you, you can't show your authentic self and I can totally empathize with the challenge that you experienced there because um I know how tough it is but at what point golden did you know for you that actually it was wrong and and that felt out of alignment for you to kind of change who you were at the door? Um, Instantly, actually. It wasn't a point of, what am I doing? I lost myself. It's kind of fun. I I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly um, when it happened. And that's when I literally walked through the door every day to work. And Mm. it became a routine. And it it was a bit difficult, but how I always looked at it and the way I looked at it was, you know what, this is somehow my passion. You know, what was, mm-hmm. what I was doing at the time, I was like, okay, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. May not be the, with the people I want to do it with, but what am I gaining from this? So for me, it was a pro and con list, right? It was, if I should go up to work every day um, as not my most authentic self, but I showed up as my most logical self. Mm. Um, what will that do for me? What will I learn? Who are the type of people that I will connect with that will benefit my future, that will aid in anything that may arise um, in the future that may come up? So it was more so, again, being logical because it would be a beautiful thing to show up to work as your best self. And there are so many beautiful corporations that embrace that culture. Yeah. But there's there's also a traditional corporation that 
it's not going to embrace that culture. And we do have the choice to implement ourselves in either or organization. But at the time for me, that wasn't like a big choice. Like I didn't have a lot of choices um, that had that culture of, um, you know, unity and equality and, and empathy and things like that. So I literally had to just really sit down and strategize how am I going to walk in this room every day and to keep me motivated to do that, I had to think about all the benefits it would give me. Yeah, of course. So you've almost thought, you've looked at the situation and thought, how can I make this work for me? I'm not in control of that, but I am in control of me. So how can I almost make this situation work so that I feel like it's got, you know, it's something that's sustainable, it's got longevity? Absolutely. And it actually got me multiple promotions within the company. And um, in that type of environment, what what is needed to be understood is that it is out of your control. It's out of my control. How can I make this the best situation? So I feel like that's where your emotional intelligence gets inputted. Of course, you can quit. You go find another job. That's great. For me, though, I... I love challenges and I love pushing myself to grow and just expand in different ways and um, strategize different things. Like that's my um, passion. I love to strategize positive outcomes. So Mm. in terms of that, that's when I learned, okay, I actually, this is beneficial. Um, Being an emotionally intelligent person in a corporation that is difficult is actually a power situation that in the long term they'll look back and say, you know what? Golden handled the situation great. Golden performed this well. Let's give her, you know, that raise. But what I do know is through the conversations that I heard on on the workplace is, is if you're not a team player, which is very important in a corporation, then you're most likely going to be left at the bottom level, right? A team yeah. player knows how to get the ball sometimes and pass it back to the person. Even if you have a good shot and they're the star player, you just just hand them the ball sometimes. Mm. Yeah, and, I love yeah. that analogy. <laughs> right, right. So you were the star player in that situation. <laughs> in, in my beautiful, perfect world, I was a star player because you know what? They didn't know what I was going through and they didn't know how hard and difficult they were to deal with. Mm. So I, I, at the end of it, came out a very um, more intelligent, logical and self-regulated uh, person. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it's obviously built you built you up to, to kind of look and see what it is that that your destiny is for your career and you know it's played a massive part in what you've ended up doing today so of course you know it's definitely good to look at the past and think about the benefits that came from it but um when we think about sort of people who don't have the emotional intelligence skills that that we would sort of expect so of course, there's people, you know, with high levels of emotional intelligence. Then there's kind of like a standard normalized level. And then there's people that just feel as though they just do, they are not tuned into the same thing. They're very much transactional and, you know, want to, to get to the end point that they want to get to without actually considering having any empathy in between. Um, I've personally been in situations where 
I've not been able to gel with people in the workplace um, where they have no emotional intelligence at all because I'm quite an emotive person. Um, and of course, you know, when you're enthusiastic and passionate about things, um, it can often be so polarizing when you're talking to people that just look as though the lights are on, but no one's home. So <laughs> when you think about relationships, whether that's personally or professionally, um, can you think of any examples where, because you've been at such opposite ends, you know, when you think about emotional intelligence, where, you know, things just haven't progressed because you're unable to understand each other? Uh, um, that's definitely, I think everyone goes through that. And the, the key players who come out on top are the people who observe the person. So if you're aware that this person has some extreme views, um, <clears throat> if you're aware that this person has extreme views about something that you don't connect with or can resonate with, um, the perfect thing I love to play is kind of devil's advocate. Mm. And devil's advocate in a place where I'm on their side. And I look at how they would react to certain questions that I ask. So if I'm getting to know somebody that they're not aligned with what I'm saying, I always ask questions. I love asking questions. Why? Because you get to observe their answers and understand them a bit deeper. Yeah. So the, the more questions you ask, something that you are not on board with and not familiar with, what you want to do is have an open mind and try to understand where they are coming from. And a lot of people think understanding means you have to accept it. Not at all. Understanding means you understand their perspective, their view, um, their feelings towards it, but you don't have to accept that as your own reality. So now the next step is examining how you react to these situations, right? A lot of people may be turned off by not continuing the conversation or they don't want to go further with it. But once you understand, okay, I actually do this to myself while I'm talking to someone and I'm hearing them say some outrageous things that I'm not agreeable on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I literally sit there, I listen, of course, but I say, hey girl, how are you doing? Are you okay? How are you feeling right now? And you say, I'm like, you know, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling this. I'm like, okay, so what do you want to do to make it better? You know, and before I used to change the subject, but then now you lose that connection with that person. Now you lose the relatability on, on connecting with that person, especially if it's in a, a, a professional area. If you're at a networking event and this person has all the doors you can walk through, but they just have this one thing you're not aligned with, um, you kind of have to really examine yourself on is it worth shutting this conversation down? Is it worth getting angry? Is it worth getting stressed out? Is it worth it? Yeah, 100%. I love everything that you've said, Golden, because some of those things are sort of the principles that I have in one of my programs, which is very much looking at always putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and thinking they aren't responding well to my communication style. What communication style 
do they respond to or might they respond to? Because, you know, there's two schools of thought here. There's the school of thought that says, you know, I should be able to show up as my authentic self and that should be respected. But then there's the other other one that's kind of like looking at reality as it is. Throughout your life, you're always going to come across people who behave in different ways to you, who are motivated by different things to you, and therefore people who have different goals. So being able to practice almost putting yourself in that person's shoes and being able to identify when, you know, things are a bit off or it's just seen that something's wrong is a fantastic leadership skill. So I totally agree with what you said is, you know, sometimes you might feel as though, right, I'm just going to ignore that comment. But actually turning around and facing into it and saying, you know, exactly like you did, is everything okay? You know, what what's prompted you to say that? Because typically a lot of us fear confrontation. So we don't want to invite what we feel like might be conflict. But typically when we call someone out on something that they've said or done, they almost kind of retreat a little bit and kind of say, oh no, you know. And if it is, if it is something that's been a bit inappropriate or a bit uncalled for, they'll typically, you know, correct themselves and shake themselves out of that kind of mood or attitude or whatever it was um, in the way that they delivered that piece of information. So I think that there's definitely a lot to be said of kindly, with love, with empathy, calling them out on the fact that something's been said that's not been received, um, you know, in a way that you would want to. So yeah, I definitely love that. And I think that if I'm sure that the listeners today, everybody who's listening, I'm sure that you can think of somebody that you feel like you just don't gel with and you think, gosh, you know, if only we could get on better and understand each other a little better. Ask yourself questions about what might be motivating them. You know, if you think about who their boss is, you know, ask yourself what kind of pressure they could be experiencing and what could be making them react the way that they do. Because as soon as we can understand this, the better way that we can begin to communicate, get our points across and both reach that end point that we want. So yeah, loads of good stuff there. Um, so I suppose if we think about women who who want to progress in their careers, which is probably pretty much everybody who's listening to this podcast, um, you know, what what effective role do you think that being able to communicate could really play for them outside of what we've just discussed? Oh, meaning what what can they gain from having, um, I guess, proper communication and emotional intelligence? Yes. Right. Well, I mean, let's face it, we're in a social world and social is communication apart from body language and and uh, facial expressions and things like that Mm -hmm. um you have the communication so it's definitely something that is a huge priority when it Mm -hmm. comes to that and what i find is um when women are able to communicate with logic oh my gosh it's such a powerful thing Mm -hmm. when when they can regulate their emotions and keep that out of the conversation or the discussion, especially if it's um, something they disagree with, but are able to properly communicate it, that their disagreement in an effective way is 
is a huge, um, I would say, a group sharing skill. Mm. When it comes to being in a team environment, it's a group sharing skill because you're going to be in groups where everyone's different in personality. And if you as a woman can literally understand each person, you have all the power in the world because mm-hmm. you have understanding. I notice a lot of people um, in both relationships of personal and business, they, they lack the understanding and all they have is their opinion and their emotion that's, that's tacked on to what they're saying. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like you can definitely play some chess in the, in the business world when you understand each person when you understand what motivates them where you understand what they care about where you understand what you know their lack is or their weaknesses are you can play a huge role um when it comes to communicating because now you know how to address that person in any situation mm-hmm. right you know how to talk to that person in any situation um especially and you're going to need those times where you can talk to people because you may have a project and you may need help on it. And if you don't know how to communicate people, people really don't care. If you can't talk their language, even though we all talk English, if you can't talk their personal language, um, it can really keep you back in a, in a company. But if you can, then I find um, they advocate for you, actually. They, they talk good about you they they want you on their team and and when uh corporation sees that then now you're seen as an asset because you can keep a group of people happy yeah i i love that and i totally agree with you i think that sometimes there's this misconception about what role people are in um so let's say quite often you'll hear people in the finance department or accounts department say well you know I don't don't need to know how to talk the talk or walk the walk in that way because you know it's just me and my spreadsheets and I'm not a people manager so you know I don't need to understand how to do all of this but of course exactly as Golden's saying it opens up more doors for you to demonstrate leadership skills if you're taking the time to really understand how you communicate how others communicate and the best ways that you can influence those conversations um rather than thinking oh this isn't something that I need because I I can guarantee that if you look at any of the of the people that are in very senior roles in the business and uh, the likelihood is I'm crossing my fingers at this point, actually. The likelihood is that they're excellent communicators. And if they're not excellent communicators, they're the type of person that can just read people's characters. So even though they might remain calm, quiet, and not give much away, they always can get a good read on somebody straight away as soon as they meet them. So these are skills that people have built up over the years because it's essential to really creating success in your career. So yeah, I think that's a hugely important thing. So we talk about absolutely. We talk about communication in um, in kind of a ways that we've we've put in inverted commas: good communication and bad communication. Um, and believe it or not, you know there is such a, a thing as communicating, but communicating badly. There's often again a perception where people assume that because they've almost done one element of communication 
um, they've ticked a box and they can move on and they've done their piece, rather than looking at how they could make that more concise or clear or helpful. Um, so I, I can imagine, I, I can think of loads of examples in my career, Golden, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm imagining that you'll have been exposed to lots of instances of bad communication um, in the history of your career as well. Right. And it, it really does. And one thing I would definitely bring up that popped in my head when you're speaking of bad communication mm-hmm. is actually multitasking. Um, when someone is talking, um, multitasking is such like a huge thing, especially when you're in an office environment, say you're typing or you're, you're getting something done, someone walks over and is talking to you. Um, it's usually best to stop typing or stop doing what you're doing and give them the full (laughs) attention. But but I, I don't know about you, but I've seen this a lot where people actually continue working and oh, that really was, I was just like, uh, maybe it's a woman thing. I don't know. <laughs> but this is when I had to show up as Sasha in the office. Because if I'm talking, you're going to stop what you're doing and you're going to speak and you're going to listen. Are you going to give me eye contact? That's another bad communication. Um, people not giving you the proper eye contact. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, of course, they may have their own um, social like indifferences. However, it's usually business etiquette to look someone in the eye and give them your full attention. And that's actually something that is probably common sense, Mm -hmm. but is actually very lacking um, in in the workplace. So also another thing, that communication is like equating your experiences. Have you ever like talked about something and then someone like interrupted you? And said, oh, yeah, 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 I did that too. And then they just take the conversation somewhere else. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, so many examples are springing to my mind now. And it's funny that you you started by talking about um, multitasking. So, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I can continue doing this. And I agree with you. It's basic manners, you know, a, a foundational layer. It's basic manners to give somebody your full attention. But... When you look at somebody who, um, you know, is not only not giving you that respect by maybe stopping what they're doing or, or even looking at you, um, it it really sparks frustration in you. And you have to kind of think about the best way to manage that so that you can actually draw them into the conversation so that they do give you that respect. Right. Um, another thing that I see all the time, um, which is really frustrating, is on um on video meetings so you can tell and i'm sorry if this if you're someone that does this and you think people don't know they do know you can tell when somebody is looking at their phone but pretending to look at the screen or pretending to be present Um, (laughs) it's just so frustrating because they're just it's almost like their facial muscles just totally relax and then they just their face just drops while they're concentrating on something and it's like I know that you're not present in this conversation and just because we're not sat in a room together doesn't mean that you can forget your manners and do that. And yeah, I think that what we're talking about here sounds basic. And I think that probably some of you listening will be thinking, well, of course, you know, I don't do that or I do do that. But actually just take a look around you and notice other people and how they do that because 
even though it's not something that you're doing, it's something that you're going to have to accommodate and find a way of dealing with. Um, so it's important to really think right. about what we see as bad communication and look at how we can begin to adjust how we communicate to, again, get past that and get to that end result. Absolutely. And one thing that I do is um, when it comes to getting people's attention is I usually obviously call their name. So, you know, hey, Stephanie, I have something very important to tell you. If you can just give me a moment right now. Mm-hmm. And that instantly like makes them stop. Before I used to ask, hey, do you have a moment, you know, uh, when you give someone the choice, especially if it's something urgent that you need to get clarity on, asking for a moment isn't going to get you that moment. You you need to politely demand that moment. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think that in the past, I've always been guilty of being a bit of a people pleaser. And of course, I would hate to interrupt someone. I would hate to feel like I was putting someone out. Um, and, and we do do that. Sorry, my doggy's barking. Um, we do do that. And we just find ourselves in situations where people don't deem us important enough to break off from what they're doing. Give us that time. So you're absolutely right. You need to command that upfront, command that respect, command that time um, and make sure that they see that your time that you're spending with them is valuable as well as their time that they are giving you to discuss the thing, right? Right, absolutely. And that's when I usually um, show them gratitude after getting the answer I need. You know, thanks, Stephanie. Um, I hope you enjoy your lunch. Or thanks, Stephanie. Um, sorry for interrupting, but this was important. And mm-hmm. they usually understand that after the conversation that, you know what, yeah, it was important. And then their their response towards you isn't really annoyed, but more so like, okay, I'm at work. You know, that just happened. Back to my, yeah. my task I was working on. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, showing people respect and, and thanking them for the time um it's going to make them more likely to want to give you their time in the future <laughs> rather than Absolutely. making it seem as though it's like you know inconvenient for you um so yeah I think we've covered quite a lot when it comes to you know emotional intelligence and communication skills and especially looking at how this pertains to career progression so hopefully it's been helpful um golden the, the final thing that I wanted to ask you um is if we were to share with the listeners today two to three things that they can do to improve their communication skills today, um, what would those things be that you would recommend? I love that. Um, I would definitely say social awareness. So having a clear awareness of the situation and of the person and what they may be dealing with. So how do you increase that? Well, you ask questions Mm. for understanding, not to just judge or assume, but to understand. This is where you kind of have to get into like either mother mode or like a therapist's mode. You want to find the root of where they're at so you can guide them or walk with them towards a positive outcome. So definitely social awareness. Um, Mm also self-management before you blow up or say oh this person is so you know stupid or 
this is so annoying. Before you do that, ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Okay, I'm angry. Why am I feeling that way? Okay, this person interrupted, um, you know, my phone call. Mm. Okay, why did they interrupt your phone call? Oh, because they had to tell me something to do with a project I was working on. So, should you be mad? Right? Well, no, because I'm working on a project and I needed that information. So, no, I shouldn't be mad, but it was how they did it. Okay, well, how about, now we know it's the how they did it. How about we go talk to them? Hey, next time. You know, can you do X, Y, Z instead of blurting out my name while I'm on a, on a call, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and this is where you now are really pivoting and working towards a more positive um, situation, right? Mm-hmm. This is where you're now examining not only yourself, but your emotion and why you are reacting in that way. And then you'll experience more peace. So that's number two. Um, with that. And and also, uh, I'll say the last one, relationship management. That's so important when it comes to being in a corporate world because it is a social um, environment, relationship management. So I don't know about you, but I was usually the introvert in the office um, before I uh, escalated my confidence and, mm-hmm. and, and who I was. I was really introverted. So what I did is I always come to work. I'll put my stuff on my desk. I'll get my tea. I'll go to work. Relationship management. Go around. Say hi to people. How's your weekend? Hope you had a, a great holiday. You know, how's this? How's that? Um, put, put yourself out there just to be polite, but also curate and open the doors for them to come and talk to you mm. and, and connect with you, Right. Um, I used to be the one to just put the papers on the desk and walk away, but now I put the papers on the desk. Hey, Emily, what are you working on? Oh, wow. You know, like, that's cool. How, how are you feeling about, like, how are you feeling? And that was something I always used to ask people. How are you feeling right now? And not a lot of people get asked that in the workplace. And I've gotten a lot of people who just open the floodgates on me. And for me personally, <laughs> Personally, I appreciate it. As I, even though it was in a professional environment, we are still human at the end of the day, and I am an empathetic person. So we all have our problems that we're not talking about, and it would be really nice to just have that one person in the workplace where you can kind of have some relief um, from all the pressure. And I was usually that person, and I tell you, it really gave me huge relationship um, connections outside of the office because now I can call up a couple people and just you know talk to them Mm. and have that real humane connection so even though in the business world and it is cold-hearted and logical (laughs) I would definitely say make some space for relationship connections with your co-workers yeah Uh, I think it's almost like stop taking people at face value and actually think about what could be going on for them and I love the phrase that you used of how are you feeling because um you know what we often ask is like are you okay or you know how's things and I feel as though those phrases can be accepting of a yes a no or a very short answer but how are you feeling actually prompts them to think about how they're feeling and think 
actually not good or actually I'm excited about this. So I think that it definitely prompts a real conversation rather than um, an exchange of pleasantries, as we would say. (laughs) (laughs) And I am so used to the pleasantries, but then then you want to, you want to really have a connection at the end of the day as well. And I'm not saying to go around asking everyone how you're feeling, you know, but um, someone who you do probably want to stay in connection with, like your manager. I used to talk to mm-hmm. my managers a lot. Like <laughs> I would literally go in their offices and be like, hey, how are you feeling today? And as the manager, you're like, wow, like nobody asks me this. I'm usually telling people what to do and telling people how to feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was, it was a really good connection just to have because that's where um, – ultimately beneficially that's where promotions are are presumed Mm. because of your humane side you're not just a logical you know cold person that just comes to work does a job and goes home you you can have that relationship because when and if you do go into management that's definitely an important thing in a managerial position which is being humane and being empathetic and being able to have those heart-to-hearts in a professional environment yeah I totally agree and I think that's fantastic advice so um you know social awareness awareness of yourself um and and relationship management I think they're three really really important tips so thank you so much I'm really grateful that we've had your expertise on the show today Golden because you know I'm sure that a lot of the listeners will have been quite intrigued by some of the work that you do. Um, But yet, you know, you've taken your expertise and applied it to some of the topics that we're talking about so often on Achieve With Me, which is, you know, really looking at how we can um, propel our careers forward. So it's been great to hear about that. But with that in mind, I wonder if you could just give us a bit of a snapshot about some of the work that you do with women um, and, and share with the listeners where they could find you if they were interested in finding out more. Absolutely. Well, my passion is in developing women and pivoting them into an excess phase. So I teach women how not only to have emotional intelligence, but how to input that in their love life. Mm -hmm. how to cultivate meaningful relationships, how to attract genuine partners, and how to ultimately have a more um, fulfilling lifestyle. Because I believe when you are pursuing love, your lifestyle also needs to be in a loving manner. So Mm -hmm. I teach women etiquette, I teach women social graces, and I also talk about goal setting and a lot of trauma healing and emotional management. Um, Because as women, I personally have raging emotions um, growing up and had to learn how to handle them in um, environments that could ultimately attract a love. And I teach women all about that. And it's something that definitely... Um, brings joy and I feel a peace of mind in my world when it comes to helping women achieve and elevate and gain those genuine connections in their life. Recovering from a long-term relationship, if they're confused or shy about um, their life and where they're going, um, I usually help them to guide them and give them routines 
and give them a roadmap that they can ultimately enjoy living. Mm. That's what I do. Yeah. And um, where they can find me right now, I am all over Instagram. I know I love seeing your (laughs) posts on Instagram I think it's such valuable content and that's why I think that you know anybody listening even if it's just out of curiosity definitely get on there and follow Golden because it's so insightful that the proactive approach she has towards finding a soulmate you know who is aligned with your life vision um, is fantastic rather than us kind of waiting around and and getting what we get right so (laughs) probably a bad way of summarizing it but um, um, yeah, <laughs> definitely connect with her. So Instagram, and is there anywhere else? Have you got a, I tell you what, we could pop your um, your website in the show notes for the listeners. Would that work? Yes, absolutely. So my website is goldenrules.live. So it's golden, R-H-U-L-E-S dot live. And that's where you can find all my social media. You can find more information about my program. You can find more um, information about what I am and what I do. Wonderful. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much again for your time and expertise today. Really, really grateful. Um, and definitely when, when the episode comes out, I'm sure that some people will be reaching out to you. So thanks again, Golden. Thank you so much for listening to the Achieve With Me podcast. If you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. And if you're looking for more ways you can increase your presence at work and accelerate your chances of success, I have something for you. I'm so excited to be opening enrollments for my program, The Career Accelerator. Now, this blends the perfect amount of private one-to-one coaching sessions and adding in some pre-recorded video modules that you can learn in your own time. This is really going to help you to be able to change your external perceptions within the workplace, have more of a presence in meetings, and speak with more gravitas and authority to really help you to articulate your value. If you'd like to grow in mindset, confidence, and of course, communication skills, I absolutely recommend that you get in touch for a chat about this. You'll find me on LinkedIn, which is just Rachel Gilfrin, or you can find me on Instagram, which is at Rachel Harriet Coaching. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening today.